Shout out to Cat Pod. Welcome to the Cats Pod. What's going on, Podcats? We're back at it again. Back in the studio for another episode of the Cats Pod. I am Ben Christians, joined by the enthusiastic. Yeah. Enthusiastic Eric Lover. Let's go. We're pretty excited this week. We, we got a lot of things to be excited about. We would like to thank the football gods, first and foremost, for giving us something to talk about this week in the way of signing day. Absolutely. It was a great signing day, and I apologize. I am fighting a little bit of a cold here, so a little more nasally than normal. How dare you? I've been telling you to work on your immune system for so long. Uh, I know. And it's not like I've been sick all week, too. It's just you. I, I got a cold from one of my kids. I'm not sure which one. We don't know who to blame. No. But you know who you are, kids. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's both of their faults. It's it's obviously both of their faults. Little germ factories. <laughs> oh, gosh. Little germ factories just I, trying to take over everything. I swear, once you put them in school, it's just one after another. Yeah. One after another. Everybody's going to be sick all of the time, no matter what. Yeah. Well, should we get into what I consider a very successful day of recruiting here? So stacked up. So stacked up all across the board. Looks like so many so many guys getting added later on that we weren't expecting to come along. We already had a ton of recruits, uh, like signings out of high school. Then we get some more transfers, some more high school signings, and it's just all looking pretty damn good. Yeah, honestly, I mean, most of the list was somewhat expected, but there are two on here that I had no idea about, mm-hmm. and the first one being Corey Boyd from Texas, you know, just a really solid looks like a really solid player mm-hmm. big and it yeah. sounds like he's extremely fast yeah it, it definitely does i mean it's shown here his pr in the 200 meter dash is 20.21 seconds which is incredible speed yeah you know? it, it was saying like four four forty four four seven i think is what i saw four, yeah four seven on the 40 like that is a quick dude. He can move. He got five interceptions in his senior year, seven pass breakups, uh, 23 tackles, and one fumble recovery. He looks like a, a solid athlete out there. You know, and that Texas area continues to be a successful recruiting hotbed. Oh, yeah. And it, I feel like it means a lot more when you're all district in a in a Texas district in Dallas, Texas. Oh, yeah. Than it does in a lot of other places around yeah. the country. Like, that, is, that shows that you have – some serious athleticism and some serious skill. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice to have a little bit of a surprise here, and Corey Boyd was definitely a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there maybe somebody had heard about this, but man, we looked, we couldn't find anything about him mm-hmm. talking about it before. It's kind of a late so, edition. yeah, yeah. And the other one is a prodigy, a. Uh, what what do you call the a legacy? There a we legacy. go. That's what I'm a looking legacy. for. A legacy. Yeah. He's a legacy from Missoula. He's also pretty pr- prodigious, though. I think you're good on that one. Too, you know? <laughs> it's pretty prodigious. Yeah, the legacy out of Missoula. We love taking players from Missoula so much. Yeah. It is one of the best things that we can ever do in any given year. It truly is, especially because I'm pretty sure that Missoula really really wanted him oh yeah and I don't blame him I mean the kids the kids a beast Mm -hmm. and he chose us yeah so obviously Mm -hmm. you know their little their little appearance didn't mean enough to him Mm -hmm. to choose them over over us so not at all I mean Gatorade player of the year for Montana yeah like the best player of 2020 from the entire state that is a player that you're adding to your team and everybody was talking about how many players we lost to the transfer portal how many offensive line players we lost yeah and this is just a dude where it's like okay plug and play right there he's going to be ready to go oh absolutely well and here's the thing and so he's on mission until may Uh, he gets Mm -hmm. back in may so i was looking at at the depth charts and kind of just guessing on you know, starters, returning guys on that offensive line. Mm-hmm. 
even if he shows up kind of out of game shape, yeah, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like that's how deep that group is. Even with losing three studs to yeah. the portal, it really isn't going to affect us that much that he if he has to, you know, sit out a little while to get back into shape or whatever, whatever. I mean, I just, I I just really hope that he's putting on the calories right now. He needs a lot of caloric intake because you know, these Mormons on the mission, you know, he's riding that bike every day. He's doing cardio every single day, going door to door, doing cardio. But what we need to make sure he's doing is keeping that weight up at the same time. You know, can't get too slim down over, over this mission. Okay, Dylan. I mean, damn, he's 6'6", 295. He's a big dude. I mean, I, I'm not really sure how it worked between with the BYU. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, I mean, is he a transfer? Or did he ever actually attend BYU? Because he's been on mission for, I don't really know how that I mean, works. It says he redshirted the only season he had with BYU in 2021. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm not exactly fully sure how that works. I, I'm not really either. So he must he must be transfer with probably three years of eligibility or mm-hmm. so but i mean when you when you see him come in and we'll get to the rest of the the rest of the prospects in a minute because there are other mm-hmm. offensive linemen but you oh, yeah. you you take a, an offensive line with connor moore mm-hmm. marcus weir yep jt reed tell me more <laughs> justice perkins oh god <laughs> titan fleshman dude I mean, the Don Joy Mafia is oh. just so stacked. I didn't even get through the whole list. No, I, I won't mean, let you. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I've got some stuff going on right now that I'm not really comfortable with speaking about on a microphone. And if you name any more any more names right now, it might turn into a problem. But where do you even put this guy in right away? I mean, obviously, he's a guy who's probably ready to start immediately with that yeah. size, with that weight. Mm-hmm. Like he is an absolute anchor, yep. but it's such a good feeling to yeah. know where we stand right now mm-hmm. with the offensive line, with what we lost, with yep. what we're bringing in. It's it's a group, man, a heck yep. of a group. And it kind of gets rid of any like suspicions we might have had that Montana might take over the recruiting from for uh, for the state of Montana. You know that they might start taking away some of these recruits, and they might see. Missoula as a more desirable destination because they went to the national championship. But obviously these kids are still seeing like Montana state is still the place to be. Absolutely. If you're in the state of Montana, you want to be a Bobcat. And I, I, I'll just speak for the both of us. When I say this suck it, Missoula. Oh yeah. Suck. Take that. (laughs) We got him. We took him from BYU. Even take that BYU. Take that Brigham young. Yeah. We took him from you and Missoula at the same time. It's a great feeling. It's a it's a huge get. Dylan Rollins is a huge get, and you know I know he's it, it it's a legacy deal. You know, dad, brother, both both mm-hmm. played there. Now he's coming, and I see I see big things. Yeah. No. Offensive line coach Al Johnson said, "I know Bobcat Nation is going to be fired up to welcome Dylan." but they'll have to line up behind me. It's been great getting to know him and starting to build a relationship the last few months. I am excited to get him on campus when the time comes and go to work. That just When your coach is that excited just to see you and he's like just chomping at the bit, you know yeah. that it's going to be a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's big. It's it's big for big for the team, big for the line, mm-hmm. big for Tommy. Oh yeah gonna be protecting tommy we need tommy needs the protection you know he needs somebody creating those gaps for him absolutely yeah next one is samora ezekiel samora ezekiel another texas guy transfer from north texas fbs mm-hmm. pretty big deal there he's got the size from everything i've seen this he's gonna be a really good fit mm-hmm. another guy who's gonna at the very minimum, pri- provide extreme quality depth. Yeah. Really extreme quality. Mm-hmm. But, and it's important to have a complete roster when you talk about things like going into practice and everything like that. Don't know if he's going to get a majority of just practice reps, but just having those other people to go against and have those those people behind you so you hear those footsteps whenever the lineup cards are coming out. Well, and I'm also really glad to see that this kid was recruited out of high school. He chose North Texas originally. Yep. 
for whatever reason didn't work out or whatever, but Mm -hmm. the coaches continued, continued following through and keeping, you know, keeping in touch with him. And so he did choose. Yeah. He did eventually choose to come to the cats. Cat coaches are like, I don't know if you forgot about us, but we're still here. Yeah. You know, your friends in, in old Bozeman, Montana. We're still, we're still here. We're still right here. We got you know, your back. You want to come? You sure? You said no before, but like, you sure? You sure? You might want to come this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, a, it's a really good, another really good get there. Mm-hmm. Super happy for that one. Let's we see. We already talked about the Hulk, Alec Eckert. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, big respect to the Hulk. Bruce Banner. Uh, McLean Berkeley. Mm-hmm. McLean Berkeley. This is another guy out of Montana, and he was somebody that flipped from Montana Tech. Yeah. He originally committed to Montana Tech, and as a Western Bulldog, I would like to say, suck at Montana Tech, (laughs) and you are not getting this guy, and he is coming to us. Wide receiver uh, from Billings Senior. Yeah. Well, and it also said he was also their kicker, punter, and punt returner. Mm -hmm. So kind of a jack of all trades. Yeah. Shows um, high level quickness and explosiveness and an ability to make people miss in space and finish in the end zone. That's what we like to see. Absolutely. That's what we always like to see. I, this one was actually a bit of a surprise to me because I I had not seen this until today. Mm-hmm. Um, that one was new. Yeah, I saw some articles come up. Also, sorry, 406 Sports, but you're not getting my money right now because every single time I try to go to an article by the from them, it always wants $5 a month. And I'm like, I'm going to find a different article that I can read about these guys in. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So if he turns out as good as uh, the Dollar Twins from Billings, Montana, mm-hmm. we're set. Yeah. That's definitely another person to put in the wide receiver room that is also stacked. Plus, can you imagine, you know, being a freshman sitting behind the players of the Ty McCullough's, mm-hmm. the you know, Taco Dowlers, the Aiden Garrigans, the guys yep. who have seen it, done it, proved it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty, pretty good spot to be in. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a place where you can learn well and I think is a reason why most of these guys are choosing Montana State. When you're not going to get that kind of education at Montana Tech. No. I mean, I mean football education. No. I know Montana Tech's a good school, blah, blah, blah. It's a good engineering school. Yes, it is, but... You're not going to get that kind of football education whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so the next one is Seth Johnson, a defensive back from Frisco, which we plan to visit here shortly. Yep, here shortly. Next year, hopefully, we'll be visiting Frisco. It looks like a great place. Um, just all these Texas guys, pulling all these Texas DBs, it, it's just a great thing. This guy recorded four interceptions. Two return for touchdowns, 16 pass breakups, and also logged 21 tackles. Looks like a serious baller out there. The thing, the, the thing about this, you know, this whole list in general, and all of our recruits from this whole recruiting cycle period, mm-hmm. is how many DBs yeah. that we've recruited, and it's not just not just random guys. I mean, there are a lot of three stars mm-hmm. on this list. Yeah. I mean, they are going after big quality players. This guy's 5'10", 165. He's a little on the lighter side, but mm-hmm. fast as hell. Yeah. it's. Do you think it's weird that we're picking up this many DBs? Or what? what is the coaching staff seeing that we're not seeing or that I'm not seeing right Actually, now? What I, what I should have looked at before this was the age of our DBs because mm-hmm. I wonder if some of them are going to age out of the program. Yeah. And that it was maybe – I really do feel like these guys, that our coaching staff, they're – rather than hitting transfer portal really hard, mm-hmm. they're more interested in building a team. And when you graduate out an entire class of guys, yep. they want somebody who's been there for two years taking yep. that spot. Just thinking thinking two years down the line. Right. They're, they're looking – set up perfectly. I think so. I, I think that they're they're looking down into the future. They're saying, okay, well, we're going to miss out on this, this, and this. And we need to bring in this position, this he- like heavy on this position group mm-hmm. to fill the void. Why I'm not on one of these coaching staffs is because I can never think that far ahead. You know? yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty in the moment. <laughs> yeah. One day I'm at a time. In the moment, I'm like, okay, so what are we using next week? What's, what's going on next week? Um, what am I going to have for breakfast tomorrow? Not really sure. 
<laughs> you know, not really fully sure. Yeah. But glad to see all these dudes come in from Texas. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. our lists are loaded with Montana, Texas, and Washington. I like it. I mean, th- those are some great states. I can't complain about any of those states no. right now. No. You know? And now let's get on to the most important position on a football team, mm-hmm. quarterback. And we have Davion Superalis. And see how I let Ben pronounce that name. <laughs> yeah. He he passed that one over to me. And I think it's mainly because I've watched like every single highlight video that this guy has at this point. And I've been addicted to it for like the last two days since we got this news about Mr. Davion Superalis. And I don't know why this man was not recruited by more schools. I don't get it either. He He's a winner. Mm-hmm. He can throw it. He can run it. Mm-hmm. He's... I don't see. I don't get it either. I don't. He's incredibly hard to take down too. When he's running, he's so shifty and he gets around and he's got great balance. I saw some crazy plays where he was everything but tackled, and then just pops out of the pops out of the mangle of bodies and then goes for twenty yards. Yeah, and this guy is coming over with Jabez Woods. Yeah, who is a very very good football player. Mm-hmm. He's coming into college with an incredible connection between somebody yep. who we all feel could be a very, very big part of this program. Yep. And they already have a connection that goes back to when they were kids, literal yep. kids. And he's a guy that can be, he's, he could just be a sponge. Oh yeah. Just learn from, from Tommy and Jordan Reed and soak up every single thing that you can learn. And especially with Chucky Keaton coming in, just getting another weapon that he gets to mold when it comes to this Montana State Bobcat team, it's gonna be it's gonna be dangerous. I keep watching these highlights, and I know they're highlight videos, and I got highlight goggles on right now. I just don't see why he's he's one of the top quarterbacks in Washington. I would think that he would get more offers than this, and I don't know if there's anything behind the scenes that's causing it, but it just seems ridiculous that no other schools were offering him and we we got the chance to have yeah it's i'm really thankful that we do get the chance and i think he's a perfect fit for our offense he is basically another tommy malott he has the same kind of play style yep you know talented arm hyper athletic Mm -hmm. plus he's gonna walk in with a guy that he you know was you know he played football as a little kid with yeah. this he has the recipe for success here i mean he's incredibly accurate mm-hmm. i just like you said i i'm surprised that i mean we're the only d1 only d1 that offered him it looks like yeah and the thing that really so he's a lot like tommy in that he can he can throw the ball and he can run but at the same time davion looks like a gunslinger like he flings that ball all across the field, deep bombs, dropping them in a bucket, and he just makes these throws that are somewhat questionable at times. You know, there's yeah. passes that go to these wide receivers, and they are definitely in double coverage. But he does happen and put it in the right spot, and those are the type of things that Tommy would never do. You know, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he learns some control. Like if if you could just harness that that ability and put it into the control to never turn the ball over that Tommy Malott has. And I think that's a a deadly combination. Well, and I I saw that. So Luke Abshire, who is on, he was a quarterback for the cats. I say was because he just, he left the program. I think from what I, I didn't see like any transfer portal stuff or anything. I think he might've retired altogether, Mm -hmm. but he was our holder and probably our fourth string quarterback behind Tommy Jordan Reed chance Wilson. So that opened up a spot for them to go get one. And it sounds to, sounds to me like it was this guy. It was him and no one else. And they, and they put on the full court press, went right after him. Coach Sam mix went right up there and visited him, got him to come down to Bozeman last weekend. And it was boom, boom, boom. We have another signing. Yeah. Shout out Sam Mix. Way to get your job done. Oh, yeah. Killed it. And it sounds like Chucky Keaton definitely had a pretty high 
opinion of him too. Chucky Keaton said, Davion is a winner. He had a really good record in high school and his men and the mentality it takes to bounce from one level to the next can carry over because he understands what it takes to lead his team. He can do some things with his feet and knowledge of the passing game to layer different types of throws. He has a good feel for being a passer and not just throwing the ball, which is definitely what, what I saw from the little bit that I was looking at, which once again was mainly highlight videos, but you could see some of the the intelligence behind the passes. He was getting passes out quickly. He wasn't taking too much time to make decisions, and if he had to take too much time, he was running it. So, yeah. Looked like a smart player. Yeah. Big get. Oh, yeah. Big get. Huge get. And up next, we have Carson Williams, a defensive back from Houston, Texas. This sounds familiar. Did we already talk about him? No. No. We just have that many DBs from Texas. No, that came in, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm messing with you. I'm smelling what you're stepping in now. Come on, man. I'm sick. I know. My bad. My bad. I should have let it go. But look (laughs) at this. Earned first team all district 14 6A honors as a senior. Mm 6A. 6A. Incredible. Yeah. We got some. We had some 5As, 6A. Yeah. A couple 6As and a 5A. I mean, he got first team. Oh, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I mean, this first kid. First team all district. Hyper athletic, ball hawk. I mean, it's, it, it kind of looks like you can't get him away from the ball, period. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm already trying to think of future nicknames for this defensive backfield. And I want to go with the Texas Tornado right now. I like it. The Texas Tornado. We got, we got three. DBs back there, all from Texas, all three-star recruits. Oh, and there's more than that. Minimum, and more than just yeah. those three. I think we got the Texas Tornado in the backfield, and quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference will not know what hit them. Oh, no. You know? Oh, no. It'll run through, and the trailer park is going to be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm stoked with this guy, too. I mean, the level of talent these that these this coaching staff is convincing to come up to Montana mm-hmm. is – it's extreme. Oh yeah, and I, I really, honestly, I just have to, I appreciate them getting that they're building this team, not bringing it in. You know, yeah. not no trans. I mean, they, of course, there's transfer portal guys. Yeah, but they're not filling every hole with somebody who's going to one and done it. Yeah, or you know, two years or whatever. Yeah, they're filling it with guys that are going to be here for the long haul, and hopefully, it is the super long haul. Yeah. Because this is from the top to the bottom, both of these signing days. This is an incredible recruiting class, and I did, I thought last year we couldn't beat it. Yeah. Oh, we 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 smoked it. Yeah. It is so good. I mean, how yeah, many how many three star recruits can you pack on one team? Because they just keep trying to break records. And I think this is going to be the formula for any FBS or FCS schools that want to be successful in the future with the transfer portal. Yeah. Because because of the transfer portal. A lot of the Power Five programs are severely cutting back on their high school recruiting. So oh, yeah. there is a lot of high school recruits out there that used to be getting tons and tons of offers, and there was tons of possibilities for them. Probably a guy like Davion Superalis, and now those offers aren't there, and they're saying, "Okay, we'll let the we'll let that kid go play to JUCO and see if he's legit for a while." Well, and I saw that even still, that Corey Boyd, mm-hmm. he. He picked Montana State over FBS. Yep, it was, it was low level FBS, but still mm-hmm. FBS. Yeah, they they still want to come here over some of those other schools and those other opportunities. And I, I just think it's great. Yeah, I just think it's amazing. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Oh, uh, one more thing. Suck it, Montana. Suck it. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. We <laughs> like it, it is so fun for us to actually have something positive to talk about. On the podcast after the end of last season and everything, it is, <laughs> it is really shaking things up for us and making it a lot better. The, the, we're just going to amp up our mm-hmm. listeners for next year. I mean, we're, we're going to amp them up. You guys better be ready because I don't think you're le- ready for the levels of excitement that are going to be coming to you through your headphones, through your car speakers, wherever you listen to our podcast at. It is going to be electric every single week as soon as the season starts. Last weekend... Ben and I were planning our trip to New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Lots of very touristy area. 
Oh, yeah. In quotations. <laughs> There's a lot of things to go do if you just want to be a tourist. But, you know, we were talking about trying to go down to that game and watch it. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he was on one of the New Mexico fan pages page. Yep. And they were talking about their upcoming record. Yeah. And they were saying, oh, you know, first three or whatever, easy wins. Ooh. And he said there was more people commenting back than for it. Yeah. Saying, you're not going to beat Montana State. Oh. <laughs> they better, if they, if they, I hope they go into that week thinking it's going to be an easy win. Their own fans don't believe they can beat Montana State. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and well, think about Think about this in the grand scheme of things, the mm-hmm. whole, the, the whole season comes down to the wire mm-hmm. and you have say for the, in, in this instance, you have UC Davis, Sac State play each other mm-hmm. last game of the season. Yep. Sac State loses to UC Davis, but Sac State gets into the playoffs because, and only because of their win, their FBS win over Stanford. Yep. That's. It matters a lot this, to the committee. This New Mexico game has a lot of meaning, and I know it's FBS, and I know we're underdogs. Mm-hmm. But if you can come out of there with a win in 360K, that's big. That's a good day. That's big. You paid me to come beat you. Yeah. You paid me. You put money in my pocket so that I would go beat you. I I love that feeling. That, oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. 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 Ah, dang it, man. I promised myself I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about the upcoming season on this episode. But <laughs> too, too late. We're too excited, too excited about it. it. It's, it's tough not to. It's February. We're, we're six months away. Mm-hmm. How could you not think about the future when the future is lining up this brightly with this recruiting class that we have? I know, I know. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a feature from the Bozeman High School for signing day that they had there since they have five football players that are going on to play at the next level. Um two of which are going to play at Montana State. And I just thought that was cool to be able to be in your hometown yeah. and get to sign with the school that you've probably been dreaming about playing for your entire life like these commits happen early but i think i wasn't even thinking about how signing day happens much later on and what a moment your signing day is yeah you know especially when you're signing to play a, a at a d1 school mm-hmm. whether that's fcs fbs doesn't really matter it's still mm-hmm. d1 and it's like every kid that has played any sport in the state of montana has always dreamed of either going to montana or montana state and watching these yeah. kids realize those dreams and get to go to that big D1 school that they've thought about going to their entire lives, it's it's really cool to see. In other states, I, I don't want to say like we're capping expectations in Montana, but you're you have so much more you have so many more schools to think about. Yeah. Where you're like, I could go to these D1 schools over here or over there. But I feel like it's pretty universal that Montana kids want to stay in Montana and want to play for one of those two programs. Oh, 100%. I mean, especially if you're from Bozeman and you grow up watching the Cats play and you, you go to all the games in town. I mean, it's the same thing mm-hmm. for you know kids in Missoula. They, same, same kind of deal. Yep. But <laughs> – we stole one of your guys. Yeah, we took him. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, my bad. You know, I'm had definitely, to do it to you. I'm not going to let it go. Had to do it. Yeah, we're it's rocking, not over. We're rocking this season with Adam Adam Jones and and uh, Dylan, Dylan Rollins. Rollins. You know, uh, they're going to be taking it at him. One, uh, one other uh, little piece of recruiting news that uh, this, this quarterback from Helena – Carter Kraft. Okay, what's going on with Carter Kraft? So Carter Kraft, very good quarterback, very good football player. He, Missoula offered him first. Sac State followed up, and he chose Sac State over Missoula. What? Yeah. Suck it, Missoula. Oh, that is a tough look. It is. I mean, that is a tough look. We're going to have to play against Carter Craft here in the future, but at least it's at Sac State and not at Montana. 
Okay, I'm having a brain brain bubble right now. Um, was Sacheray a senior? No, I don't think so. But he is Portland State. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I got the green and blues mixed up. My bad. My the bad. greens and greens. The greens and greens. You know, the greens, the greens, the whites, the greens, you know. It all got me messed up. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Uh, maybe he's looking for earlier playing opportunities because everybody thinks that Ayad is definitely the dude next, right? Oh, man, I don't know what the heck's going on in Missoula. It's hard to tell. I mean – it's like, it's it, honestly here. Here's to put it in perspective. What's going on in Missoula right now? Mm-hmm. You have, if you take it to Bozeman, you have Tommy Malott, your incumbent, your mm-hmm. your pro, your, your star player, yep. your guy, the face of the team. Yeah, and you in bro- a lot of ways. And it, even though you have him, mm-hmm. you go and you go FBS hunting for a transfer quarterback. Yeah, to bring him in. Why? Would you mm-hmm. do that? I don't know. Why would you do that? You got to have... You want to make him uncomfortable? It would be... I, I almost feel like it would be different in Tommy's situation because Tommy is so much the guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it Tommy could be. is the yeah. guy no matter what. Yeah. And so if we brought in another FBS guy, we'd be like, okay, cool. We've got a guy to play alongside him, a la Sean Chambers or that kind of situation. Sure. Or he's going to be our player next year. But when you have Ayat, who's somebody who's played like six snaps in serious football games, and you're going to send somebody in there, that has to affect his confidence. And it's like, what are you saying to him directly by making that signing? Well, and my whole deal is if he is your future, which it seems, I mean, you talk to anybody that's a Grizzly fan at all. Ayat is him. They get so excited about it. Him. Yeah. He is a legacy. He is highly recruited. Mm-hmm. He chose Montana over lots of other teams. Yep. Yet they bring in multiple, not just one, but multiple FBS transfer quarterbacks. Yep. You're you're not sending a great message to a young quarterback that way. And I I just have to think that the Montana coaching staff is seeing something that the fans are not. I'm. I just. I other other than I just don't understand. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I mean, if if you may, maybe they want him to sit again and learn longer. But with it's transfer possible. with transfer rules, kind of put up or shut up. Yeah. You know, it's. I I am. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that situation because if he is what everybody seems to think he is, mm-hmm. why aren't why why do you not build around him and build the team around him? Yeah, yeah, sure. You need quarterback depth. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but at but these you think these FBS to FCS guys are going to want to sit behind Ayat for two years? No, no. They want to play right now. They use their one time transfer portal so that they could be here. I think I would be pissed off if I was one of the two that they got to transfer there. Yeah. I mean, it, I it'll the be first guy to the second guy getting transferred. I'd be like, okay, so they brought in another quarterback. Well, and what are they doing? The one, the one that really, the one that's really telling is that I think it was Fresno State mm-hmm. that quarterback. Yeah, he he's actually has a fair amount of playing time in FBS due to injuries and whatnot. Yep, he was not terrible. No, not by any means. He just wasn't the starter. No. So he transferred mm-hmm. to get playing time. Mm-hmm. You would assume. Gardner Minshew situation. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's a very strange deal, and, and they tried to get that kid from Helena, for. and he chose Sac State. Mm-hmm. Probably because he looked at that situation and was like, I ain't sitting that long. How many quarterbacks do they are they looking for? Well, I, to my knowledge, they have three, and yeah. you probably need – I think you have – want to carry four yeah probably but i'm not really sh- i'm not uh i'm not going through the grizzly roster quite like the cat roster yeah. so well i was just assuming if you add two quarterbacks and you're trying to add a third and you lost one quarterback so you must have two or three quarterbacks on your roster already yeah so it's like, how many could you add at that point? Because if you add all three of those guys, then you're—I guess—you're just cutting people. Yeah, it's going to be. 
I don't know, man. I It's just kind of one of those things where I don't really understand what Missoula is doing there, but mm-hmm. I'm also not a coach, so. Yeah, I also don't <laughs> care what they're doing over there as long as it looks bad. Yeah, that sounds you know? good. That <laughs> sounds long, good. As I long like as that. it looks bad, I'm fine with it. You I know, like you that. guys keep doing you. You keep messing with your own players' heads. See how it works for you. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been an interesting, a very interesting signing period here. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love our signing class. I think we absolutely smoked the Grizzlies. Yeah, 100%. I mean, personally, looking at the Grizzlies class for all of zero seconds, I would say we smoked them. <laughs> you know, I would also, I agree with you. I, I say we smoked them. I think it's about time for us to have another Brad episode. Uh, yeah, it so is. So we can actually figure out what's going on over there and if they are signing any actual people. So, Brad, if you're listening right now, we need you next week, okay? We need you now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get his in t- or input on what the Grizzlies are doing and see if it kind of matches up with ours or I do know they had, they did hit the transfer portal hard. Oh yeah. They brought in quite a few guys on the transfer portal. Some, some, some big names, a lot of FBS to FCS transfers, which they seem to be a little more excited, I guess, to do that than the cats are. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I'm not seeing, the the Bozeman coaching staff interested in you know adding players like that it seems like they like to you know develop their talent rather than bring it in already I guess well it's hard to tell from the outside when the only thing we have is like transfer portal trackers and there's very little inside information on these teams there's not like uh well there's not beat reporters that every single day they're just talking to these coaching staffs being like, okay, who are you looking at? What are you looking at? So from the outside, we don't really know how hard they were hitting the transfer portal, if they missed on people that they were trying to get in the transfer portal, if they, if, if that was the situation or if, if they were just really selective about it. Yeah, I do know. I know just via X and all that, that we missed out on a few, you know, offered and missed out on a few guys that mm-hmm. decided to go to Nevada with Jeff Choate. So yeah. thanks, Choate, for poaching our guys. Yeah, not Dick. not such a fanny right now, Choate. <laughs> Can't take that. I don't want Choate. I'm vegan now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I was trying to get you to be to hate that, so you know. <laughs> I will. I will never say that out loud. I know you won't. You can say <laughs> you it. Know? I know you won't say it. And not because I don't love Brett Vegan. It's just because I could never actually. I I, I just can't understand. Say you're vegan. I can't understand the whole vegan thing. It's yeah, weird no. and <laughs> gross and unnatural. I don't think we need to get into that right now. We could do a whole. But, ep- we could right, go. Yeah, we could yeah. do a whole episode on yeah. on being vegan and not being vegan. Yeah, if you want to take the cattleman's take on veganism in one of these episodes, go ahead and shoot us a question. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold back. Yeah. I, I, don't I get will. this man started because it will be two thirty in the morning and he won't have stopped. No, I will yell at Ben for hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I eat so much meat for every single meal i'm not the enemy here and he's just still yelling at me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that would be fun though i i I wouldn't i wouldn't hate that you wouldn't hate that (laughs) no i don't think we need that (laughs) i don't think that we need that to be an episode for us because i think we might lose a few listeners maybe but i really don't think it would be that many nah you know i don't think there's a lot of people that are hardcore vegans that probably listen to this podcast there's probably some people that went vegan but they're pretty understandable about it i think we have a pretty pretty relaxed fan base (laughs) you know they don't really (laughs) they don't really get too (laughs) mad about anything mainly because they've never said anything bad about us ever before we move on to other uh other topics i did think of one more thing that needed to be talked about henry sellards from kalispell area He decided, you know, he originally thought about NDSU or going to MS or NDSU, Mm -hmm. but decided instead to go with Choate over to Nevada. 
Okay, Choate, we're back on it. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Choate. Uh, sorry, sorry about what I said earlier. Like, I don't know what it was two, three minutes ago. But uh, yeah, you're pretty. I'm pretty cool with you now. Yeah, Sellers is a stud, and not definitely not surprised to see him get get an FBS look there, mm-hmm. especially with Choate, who you know, with his time here, is definitely uh, still recruiting in Montana, no doubt. Oh yeah, why wouldn't he? Yeah. He knows the quality of these guys, and he knows how under-recruited they are. Yeah. Well, is you have any more Bobcat news? I don't think there is anything else. Mm-hmm. When I was going through and doing my normal news search, this was uh, the majority of stuff was about signing day, as to yeah. be expected. Um, no robotics competitions going on this yeah. week for us to talk about. Sorry, guys. Um, actually, funny about that is, so we played against Sunburst last week home of Trayton Pickering. And so I was talking with their coach before the game, and he mentioned how he was going to have four of his players that were leaving the next day. We played a Thursday game against them. We had Thursday-Friday games last week. Thursday we played against them. Friday he was like, four of my players are going to be gone tomorrow. And I was like, what do you mean? Why are they gone? He's like, they're going to the robotics competition in Bozeman. <laughs> You're I like, I like, knew that was I, happening. I was like, I, I know about it, you know? <laughs> I was like, so I plugged the cat spot. I was like, hey, if you ever want to hit up your boy uh, Trading Pickering and be like, hey, you want to talk to some guys about football every once in a while? You know, I was like, just let them know. You know, let them know real quick. <laughs> No, I didn't say that to him, but I thought it was hilarious that his basketball team was going to the robotics competition. I thought that said a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing that comes to mind is there is a game on Sunday. It is probably probably the 20th most important football game of the year. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the it's only... it's. 20. Oh, wait. We have to call it the big game, right? Is somebody going to come at us for copyright infringement on this thing? I don't know. We can call it the Super Bowl. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Come after us. Take our tens of cents that we have right now. <laughs> I actually looked at the PayPal today. We have like $20.62. Let's so, go. You know, there we are. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but it is... Probably the twentieth most important game. Mm-hmm. You know, everything more important would be every single cat game, every single cat game, and playoff games in the yep. FCS. Yeah. So other than those, pretty important. Yeah. Got a pick? Ah, uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. Mm, weak. I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, I've been picking against the Chiefs for a while, and I've just decided, how do I not pick them? Until they prove me wrong. How can you, you know? root against Mr. Underdog himself, Brock Purdy? I can do it because there's you, one thing that I'm working on. You're just at here. one of the mainstream haters, aren't you? I am one of the mainstream haters, okay? You know, actually, I do love Brock Purdy. I've got nothing against him. <laughs> but the thing is, right now in my personal life, I have a lot of Patrick Mahomes haters for some reason that are in my ear. And I really just want patrick mahomes to catch tom brady as fast as possible so that i have more uh more ammunition in my arguments you know when i start talking about how he's not they 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 think he's cocky do you think patrick mahomes is cocky i guess i've never paid close enough attention i guess i think he's a very confident dude but I would never describe him as cocky because when you are one of the best quarterbacks of all time i don't think you really can be overconfident i feel like if all I mean, in just pure honesty, all he has done, I mean, he sat behind Alex Smith for one year mm-hmm. and then won everything. I mean, he hasn't won the Super Bowl every year, but yep. won pretty much all the most of his games, been very successful in playoffs, couple Super Bowls. Like, is it cockiness or is it just actually talking he's like normal to the conference championship every single year yeah. he's played football in the nfl I, that's what i'm saying is like is it are you are these people saying it's cockiness or is it just in general just like them thinking he's being cocky when he's just actually talking and is allowed to yeah he's just speaking words and they're like oh he's cocky yeah you know? <laughs> I, feel like, like, I feel like i if, don't know if you're gonna have that kind of a success you kind of deserve to be a little cocky because yeah. it's not cockiness at that point it's just being just existing mm-hmm. 
I don't know. <laughs> I think it's also a lot of Taylor Swift hate being mingled in with this. I mean, which is unfair. I feel like you're the, you should be the last person to talk about Taylor Swift in any sense because your fiance will yell at you because she's I don't a Swifty. Hate, I've never hated Taylor, Taylor Swift. Taylor. <laughs> I've never hated Taylor. Okay. I don't hate Taylor. All right. I don't hate her. Okay. I just don't particularly like any of her music. Like, I'm not a big fan of any of it. Oh, come on. Some of it's catchy. I mean, my entire life. Every single girl that I've ever been interested in my entire life has always been really in Taylor Swift, and they've always thrown Taylor Swift songs in my face. And then she had one line that really hurt me personally. For the audience that doesn't know Ben, all those girls he's talking about is like two. Yeah. All two of the girls that ever talked to me my entire life. He's, he's engaged to one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm engaged to one of them. But the line that, that she had, she's had one line that fully triggered me in every millennial way possible. And it was when she made the comment about uh, going to listen to an indie album that's way better than mine. And I was like, God damn, I love indie music. And <laughs> I don't like yours. And you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. And you sell millions and millions of albums every single time. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. But you have to give her credit. Like, she is just on a different level. She oh, yeah. literally has her own cult following. She does. Like, and they, they, like, affect legislation and stuff. It, it's unreal. It's, un, like, I know you, you were in Billings, but... Taylor Swift came to Great Falls mm -hmm. when she was not popular at all. Mm -hmm. That's who she used to be is just a little nobody. And now she I, is. I feel like you're underselling this because I mean, there was no point in Taylor Swift's entire career when she was a nobody. But it's different. It's different. I feel now. like her first album was like a number one hit. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but to compare what she, when coming to Great Falls, compared to what she is now, like now yeah. she, well, I was hearing a deal on the radio that was talking about she has three sold out performances in Tokyo. Yep. Uh, like right now. Yep. And they assured everybody, like the Tokyo government assured everybody mm -hmm. That she would, or the Japanese government, or whoever it was. <laughs> the government had to come out and be like, these shows are going to happen. Don't riot, No, please. it, was, it <laughs> wasn't that. It was the fact that she would be home by the Super Bowl to attend. <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do. The shows were happening. It was This was about making it to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. They're worried about Travis. They're like, <laughs> well, she has to be there. She has to be there to support him. What kind of a girlfriend would she be? And I'm just like... I can't I, I I can't watch Travis get torn down if this all goes down. Okay. Here here's my conspiracy theory. What she is, has to get back because she's going to go out and do something for the Super Bowl halftime performance with uh oh my brain bubble. Uh um oh, I can think of Usher. Usher, there we go. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I can think of songs right now. I was about to be like, yeah, 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 Because I couldn't think of his name for a second. <laughs> she, she's got to get back from Japan so she can do her halftime performance with Usher. Bet me. I I will bet you on that. How much you want to put on it? Shotgun. Shotgun. Shotgun bet that Taylor Swift is in the halftime show. Uh, at of uh, at some level, she's part of the halftime okay, show. Okay, they can't cut to her. No. No cut no. to her, but no, she, she'll she has go, to be on stage. She'll go on stage with okay. Usher, and they'll do some some weird song, some weird like mix. Mark my words. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is the woman that's been offered the halftime show like 17 years in a row and has never taken it. Yeah, in those 17 years, was she dating Travis Kelsey? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Things are different. Yeah. She's going to go out there. She's going to sing for her boyfriend. And then your your Super Bowl hopes are going to come true. <laughs> Have you seen the like AI-generated song that's Taylor Swift after she breaks up with Travis Kelsey? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to play it for you later on. You know, it is it it it's made in the style of like an old school country Taylor Swift song. Oh, good. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Speaking of old school country, rest in peace, Toby Keith. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. An American, true American. Yeah, and made just a lot of really great music too. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of a lot of the real like poppy hits that you talk about you hear a lot of the time are not the great works of toby keith definitely go through the b-sides of toby keith yeah go through the deep cuts of toby keith and you're gonna find some great music oh absolutely but if you just listen to like the red solo cups of the world you're probably gonna have a low opinion of them yeah no but he actually did make some some pretty great music yeah he did he covered uh or he sang it with chris ledoux did copenhagen Great song, super on brand. Can't, you can't <laughs> <laughs> very on brand, very on brand, <laughs> but also very funny, very funny. Yeah. Well, with that being said, you got anything else? No, nah, I think we're probably good for this week. We went a little bit over for our normal recording time, but oh man, time I flies. I think that was five minutes of Taylor Swift talk <laughs> that I'm sure everybody everybody was waiting for our opinions on Taylor Swift. Yeah, you know, that's what they come to this podcast for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, go ahead and follow us on X and Instagram. Go ahead and rate us five stars wherever you are listening to this at. We also have a YouTube page if you want to go ahead and find our podcast on there. We don't have any video format up, but you can see our beautiful album art with our beautiful voices underneath that. So go ahead and listen to it there if that is what you are into. Um, Eric, you got anything? Uh, The only thing I got is... Hopefully, at some point, we won't be in a creepy dungeon in Ben's basement anymore, and maybe we will have some kind of video footage at some point. I think that people are actually kind of wanting to see what the creepy dungeon looks like at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we might need to show them my my players' artwork and stuff that they have made for me. You know, and your lovely wood like paneling, that. lovely wood paneling. It's great for audio. Okay, the wood paneling is great for audio. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Adios.